Howdy ho there folks and welcome back to another episode. Thanks for tuning in today. Today we got a fun slew of things on the docket. We're going to be looking at the Bassmaster Opens. We're going to be checking out some new stuff that's come out on the market. We're also going to be taking a look at some things that Bass is offering as well as just some good old fashioned fishing, boating, banter that I can't wait to talk Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to Hooks Well. Well, folks, today is another awesome day that we have on the docket. We got some fun stuff coming down the pipeline for you. Speaking of coming down the pipeline, we are just, just getting started, right? And if you're not up to date, we are also just getting started with the Elite Series this month i cannot wait this is gonna be quite the exciting thing for us to dive into um but want to start off with if you haven't seen it and i don't know how that you could not have seen it right is the 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 scott martin opens right i how how should i say that better the opens bass puts on but man Scott Martin just came out swinging with this one. It is incredible. Let's let's dive into. It. We're we're just gonna get right into it. So, a couple weeks ago, Scott Martin entered the opens, the Bass Opens on his hometown lake, right? Um, lake Okeechobee. Uh, that that is where Scott is born and raised right the martin family you you've seen roland martin being down there for forever right so out of clueston florida these guys uh the, these guys the the bass bass group they uh chose clueston florida this year which i think if i remember right is something like the first time in 33 or 34 years uh that they've gone out of clueston uh, so, of course, being on the bass coming to his hometown lake, Scott Martin decided he's going to go out and enter this. Makes perfect sense. It's right there. It's right in his hometown waters. He's getting the season started. Why not start with your very own lake out of your own hometown, which is really cool. So, um, I, I guess he, he kind of, I, I was also watching some of his uh, stuff, his take on the whole deal. But, uh, you know, his, his dad, 33, 34 years ago, had competed in that tournament that took place there out of Clueston, Florida, on Okeechobee. And he kind of was reminiscing about the days of being there with his dad, you know. And now, all these years later, he gets the chance to be able to compete in this tournament running out of it as well. Um, remember, this is just the Opens, but Martin is in the... Uh, elites as well this year but i think this made perfect sense for him it's a great warm-up for the season kind of get out there maybe get some of his new stuff on the boat figured out of course like many of the other professional anglers he's got a new boat again this year but also he just made the switch from uh favorite rods over to lose and so i think this was really a great opportunity to for him to get out there and start testing out some of his new equipment right if he's representing the brand he should be he should do his best to get uh, a grasp as quickly on the products as possible. Uh, he's mentioned several times how he believes that uh, making this switch is going to help him well in the long term to be able to 
you know, keep keep at the edge of his competitive game. Luz has some remarkable products out there. Uh, I've used some of them. I haven't used them extensively, but folks that I know that fish with them really seem to have a, a good thing to say about them. So that's really cool seeing him uh, switch over to Luz. Um, I don't I don't know if there was something that was limiting him in the uh, favorite department. You know, I've I've fished favorite rods for a few years now. I really enjoyed the ones that I have. Not that I have an extensive array anyways, but uh, I really have enjoyed their rods. They've worked well for me. I broke one, but I'm going to just assume that that was a fluke. You know, I mean, it broke on the very first time out using it. Um, and, and it might have even broke on the first fish. So I'm, I'm going to say that was maybe just a defect in the rod. That happens from time to time. But uh, anyways... He made the switch over. Makes sense for him to kind of get his feet wet a little bit uh, in the opens right there in his hometown area. So here, here, let's get into some numbers here. So Scott Martin, I told you, he, he broke some records here. In fact, I should say he shattered some records. So going in, here's here's the first, first deal here. Um, looks like day one... He so opens his three-day tournaments, not four like the elites. Day one, he came in with a limit of limit of fish totaling 33 pounds, two ounces, uh, which is incredible. Remember, this is only five fish, 33 pounds, two ounces. Excuse me. Um, and then he came in swinging real good in day two as well bringing in a solid solid bag of 25 pounds 13 ounces before we even get on to day three let's let's just look at day one uh 33 pounds two ounces that is uh, a record breaker in itself not by a long shot this is not the shattering part it looks like the previous one day uh record in the opens uh was 32 pounds 12 ounces Looks like from Whitney Stevens. I'm getting, uh, it, it, you guys are welcome to jump onto this site. These guys are pretty cool. The Bass Cast, keep up with those guys. They got some really good stuff. Um, they got all these numbers assembled for you if you want to kind of look them over yourself. BassCast.com, you can check out their article on, on Martin. But, uh, yeah, so he came in with 33 pounds, 2 ounces, and uh, the previous record was, sorry, I might have said 32. 33 pounds, 2 ounces, uh, previous record was 32 pounds, 12 ounces. So he's he's looking at uh, six ounces more than the previous one-day record. So he came in with a phenomenal bag on day one. Did very well. I want to say remarkably well, but very well on day two, right? 25 pounds to 33 pounds is a pretty big difference. But anyhow, um, he did well on day one. He did well on day two. Right, he was leading this thing the whole way through, and then he kind of wraps things up on day three. Uh, let me make sure I got his weight here correct. Um, coming in on day three, he he did remarkably well for that one as well, uh, as well. How how many times am I gonna say well? Day three, a pair of nine pounders he had. Let's see if I can find this um, last last number here. Um, 
anyhow, we'll we'll find it here in just a moment. But with his three-day wait altogether, he also shattered another record, which is uh, the previous record for all three days was set, looks like, in 2000. So this has been quite a few years ago. Um, 2000, three-day record of 83 pounds, five ounces. 83 pounds, five ounces, and Martin came in with over 90 pounds. Just over 90, if I recall. I'll see if I can get these numbers specifically. I'm not seeing them immediately, but here it is. Here it is. All right. 90 pounds, 6 ounces. There we are. So, day 1, 33 pounds. Day 2, 25 pounds. Day 3, 31 pounds, 7 ounces. Guy is just smashing it. And not that previous record out by a long shot, right? Like, this isn't just a little bit we're talking about. He blew him out of the water. Let's see what uh, second place is. Uh, just for you to have an idea. Second place, day one, came with 27 pounds. Day two came in with 23 pounds. Day three came in with 17 pounds. Uh, uh, almost, Scott, almost doubling second place's day three finish with his day three finish incredible so second place came in with 68 pounds 11 ounces uh scott came in again with that 90 pounds uh scott is one of the guys that i really just enjoy following he's not afraid to share his faith which is really awesome he's not afraid to share it on camera he's not afraid to share it on stage right it's on his channel you find it all over the place uh it's not hard to find out that he's an avid believer he he gives all of his credit to the lord especially on this one right uh, if you watch his way in on bass if you watch it on his channel either one you're going to see see the same thing on both sides that uh he attributes his success success first to the maker and creator of the heaven and earth and him right and all of us gives that credit to to the lord first um, so I really enjoy that. I really enjoy his content that he puts out on his channel. Uh, that's also really, really fun uh, to follow. I've been following him for years. Uh, it, he's kind of one of the guys that really got me back into fishing. Uh, I just even say back into fishing. Really got me into fishing. Uh, I, I wasn't into fishing too much. Um, growing up a little bit i fished a little bit had a couple rods but never really did much with it so it, it following him really excited my passion for fishing um and so it was really cool seeing him be able to just not not just take the opens but shatter it which also puts him in the classic for 2025 already so now as he's fishing the elite series this year uh, his, his thought process shouldn't be, doesn't need to be, am I going to make the classic? He's already locked in for that. Now, that, I'd say that kind of takes one thing off of his shoulders as he's looking at, um, you know, how these tournaments are stacking up and maybe how he goes into it mentally. He's already got one thing off the table. Maybe, maybe that'll help him out taking that weight off of his shoulders. Um, really cool. Way to go, Scott. Exciting. If you missed out on it, go back. 
watch the reruns of it, watch his channel, watch the Bass reruns, whatever you got. It's It was really cool. Even just watch a couple minutes of it if you don't watch the whole thing. Really neat. Guy just straight up nailed him. Um, other things in the news is we have some new stuff out on the market. Um, Rapala came out with their new jerkbait, uh, known as the Kredge. If you're not, if, if, if that's not written on the screen for you or in front of you, it might not make sense. They called it the Kredge because it's jerk backwards, and that's exactly what it does. Uh, their new jerkbait is, so normally when you jerk a jerkbait, right, it's going to continue to gain depth. If you're cranking a jerkbait down to get it down to that depth, it's going to go lower. If you're jerking a jerkbait, it's going to keep it at that, you know, uh, level or... If it's got a real big bill on, it's going to continue to dive down as you bring that guy in. Uh, they got a backwards jerkbait, which instead of when you jerk, it goes down. This one is actually going to come up as you jerk it, uh, which is really, really an interesting thing. I'm curious how they stumbled upon that, if that was a, a regular design idea, or was this something that was done by accident, and then it was like, hey, you know what... Uh, do they have a malfunction of machine where maybe a jerk bait and its lip got assembled upside down? I'm not quite familiar with the casting process, what all of that looks like, but you know, was it that? Uh, was it an actual design idea? I don't know. Maybe, maybe someone they were spitballing at the table, the round circle, something, you know, and someone was like, hey, what if we made a jerk bait go backwards, you know? And someone was like, hey, we can work with that. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I can see how this. Could maybe be, uh, maybe not entire game changer, uh, but as far as as far as technology and baits, I'm not sure if we're to the game changer stage anymore. You know, our technology has progressed so much. I don't think that we have game changers so much as just uh, maybe game accelerants. You know, something that gives you a little bit of a leading edge. But I don't know that. The, this is going to be something that blows everything out of the water. We're going to see. I don't know. This is going to be the, the year to really see how this goes. I think one of the things that is going to be uh, part of the leading edge is this is something new, something that fish have not really seen before, so this will be exciting. But when you jerk, it comes up. When you give it that slack line, it's a sinking bait. It's going to go backwards, downwards. Backwards and downwards, if that makes sense. So you jerk, and it's going to go back jerk and it's going to go back instead of the opposite effect now of course regular jerk baits uh you can get them that when when they're not moving they'll ascend you can get them that they're neutral they'll stay where they're at or descending that even when you're not jerking on them they continue to sink this guy looks like it's only going to be a sinking which makes a lot of sense it wouldn't make it down anywhere otherwise so really really exciting to see that i'm gonna try and get some of these here soon myself i don't know if i can get them into the shop yet but definitely something that is i i want to try out see just see what the new hype is about so really exciting about that that is a rapala credge uh go check them out i don't know if you guys are on the youtube comment down below do you have one of these already have you used them are you excited about them any of that kind of fun stuff um also, in the upcoming events for this year, we have um, 
Toledo Bend is right here at bay. Uh, this podcast is being recorded the day before they start on that. That's the 22nd. Uh, today is the 21st. So, if you have not set your buckets yet, you might be out of time. You might be seeing this uh, podcast this evening, but if you don't, and by tomorrow, within 12 hours, they lock in 12 and a half hours, it looks like, for the uh, fantasy fishing. If you do not have your buckets set, it is going to be too late for the Toledo Bend um, option. But you can always jump in on the next tournaments after that. Uh, points are accumulated throughout the year for fantasy fishing for like the overall winner. And the downside is, is if you miss just one tournament, that's going to be near impossible to take that overall winning. But each tournament in itself also has winnings that you can make if you take first or whatever. Uh, there's groups as well that you can join. You can join the Hooked Well podcast group. We have one on there now. I see a couple of you have already joined. Um, but you can go on there. You can find us on there. But there's also a ton of other groups that are giving out prizes and that kind of deal. So go on, check them out. Uh, but we have Toledo Bend. Really excited about that coming up. Uh, 12 hours and 30 minutes left. But uh, also in the news of fantasy fishing is... There's also the Drain the Lake Challenge, which uh, I think in the last episode we went over pretty well how the Rapala fantasy fishing works. So the Drain the Lake is another fantasy fishing option for you to get in on. Let's flip over to that real quick right now. Drain the Lake. Um, looks like I actually already forgot to set my bucket, so I gotta be doing that here this evening. But um, for the Drain the Lake Challenge, it works a little bit different than the other fantasy fishing. So the other fantasy fishing is every tournament you have access to all 100 anglers that are going to be in the tournament, 100-ish. Um, when you're choosing, they divide those hundreds into that uh, hundred anglers into groups of 20, and you can pick one person out of each group. That's your buckets, okay? One person out of each group. Um, and so maybe the two people you think are going to do best in that tournament might be in the same group. You've got to figure out which one that you want to choose. Uh, Drain the Lake is a little bit different, and it makes it definitely a little bit more challenging. And that is that you can only choose each angler once for the entire season, right? Um, and the regular fantasy fishing, maybe you think, uh, so I'm on the... I'm on the uh, drain the lake challenge right now and we'll just go with matt airy he's on the top maybe you think matt airy is gonna do well in one tournament um in the fantasy fishing but a couple tournaments later you know or maybe towards the end whatever you know somewhere down the line you think matt airy is gonna do well in another lake you can choose him in both of those but not in the drain the lake category it once you choose matt airy or any of your anglers you can no longer choose them for a different lake. So it's not just who do you think is going to do best on one lake. It's who do you think that person is going to do the best. What lake do you think that person is going to do the best on? And that's probably the one you want to wait for them to compete on, right? Um, so following along with some of the older tournaments, seeing how these guys have performed in different areas, right? Like I'm probably going to go with Scott Martin for a Southern Lake, but I might not use him for when he comes up north, say, to the New York Lakes, right? Um, he does decent, but he's definitely a Southern fisherman. 
I don't know. You might want to choose a couple guys for some southern lakes and reserve some other guys for when they start working their way north. Um, I, uh, I was, I'm happy I'm checking it now. I see that I have not set my buckets yet, so this evening that's definitely something that I'm going to be doing. Um, probably after we finish up with the podcast here. But uh, yeah, yeah, that one's definitely a hard one to work through. Um, and then they have your pick percentages just like the other tournament does. So let's let's scroll real quick and see a couple high ones for Toledo Bend. Uh, I see 13% on Jason Christie, 21% for uh, Joey C. Fluentes. I think I got that right. Um, so we, you can kind of see what the big picks are. Derek uh, Hoodnall. Um, now, once you choose one of these guys, Lee Livesey, right? Um, that makes sense. He's in Texas. That's really not far from him at all to get to Toledo Bend. So he's 19.6% pick, right? I might go with him get him on my list like some of the other guys are but now that he's picked for any of the other remaining tournaments i'm not going to be able to pick him um so really cool go go online go check that out get signed up even if you don't make it in time for this first one you know get a feel for how the drain the lake works get a feel for how the fantasy fishing works join our group for the fun of it we'll have some fun banter back and forth maybe maybe i don't know uh for some of the uh, these events maybe we can get some of you guys on that maybe did well in our group you know whoever takes first in our group we'll see we'll see how we stack up against each other maybe we'll get the one of you guys on would be really cool other things that are in the news is the cast. I can't remember if they have one more episode coming out or not. But the cast, uh, if you're interesting in the hist- inter- interesting, if you're interested in the history of bass, B A S S, right? But the Bassmasters, uh, go check out the cast. Um, that documents how the sport got to where it is today. They got some pretty influential guys in there as far as the fishing realm goes. So. Go on, uh, go online. You can find it right on YouTube. You don't even have to pay for it. I mean, this has been sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. Uh, the Bass Bass has been putting it on. It's sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. About it's about B A S S. Uh, you can find it right on on YouTube. Go check that out. It's really cool if you're interested in how this has gotten to what it is today. It's been really exciting. Um, I am behind the ball. I've only watched episode one and two, and I think I started three, and then the kids lost their minds and so we just decided we we weren't going to make that far but uh, i think they have seven or eight that are coming out so um go check them out really cool uh other things that are just exciting for this time of year uh is i don't know about you but we're getting towards the end of february i'm northern pennsylvania um we still are in winter there's still snow. I can see snow right outside my window right here. It's not much. It's only this much. It's all that's left, right? It's melted everywhere, you, but you can find find it still left in the shadowy parts, right? So it's still very much winter. I think Saturday is supposed to be like a high of 27 or something. It's supposed to be pretty cold out. But that being said, I've already been out on the river a couple times. Um... New to me is I got a new boat myself. Well, not brand new. New to me boat, right? I brought it, I, I bought it from my brother-in-law. 
And so we upgraded in size, we upgraded in horsepower, it went from a 16 foot boat to an 18 foot boat, we went from a 115 horsepower engine to a 150 horsepower engine, compartments are bigger, right, this is a, a true made to work bass boat, um, the other one was a little bit more of a family fishing ski, fishing boat kind of thing, did well for the family, did well for fishing, but this guy, this new one that I got, it's got a deeper V on it. It's going to cut those waves to chop a little bit better. We can get to our spots a little quicker. All that fun stuff. More horsepower. <laughs> right? Um, so really excited about that. And even though we're in February, we've already made it out a couple of times. Uh, one was just to go out and tool around on the water. We had a blast. I actually sold my buddy my last boat, so he was excited to get that out. We just went out for a good time. And then we did get out fishing on the river. We go out on the Susquehanna. Uh... Only got two fish, and I caught none of them. A buddy of mine caught them. but So that's a bummer I didn't get any, but still, we had a blast just being out. Um, I got Live Scope now. That's new to me. Some of you guys have been running it for a while. Maybe some of you guys are looking at it. Oh, if you're watching the YouTube channel, stay tuned. And even here on the podcast, we'll be keeping you up to date on, you know, how, uh, what live scope is like getting into it that kind of fun stuff so if you're looking at it maybe you can follow along with uh what we're doing here and see if maybe it's worth it to you i don't know we're gonna definitely get into it seems like on some guys for some guys like in the elites some of these pros they lean heavily on it some of them maybe aren't really that dependent on it and they just really want to stick with their old style fishing stuff but uh Excited for spring to be around the corner. I guess that's what we're getting at. So hopefully in the next couple weeks, we'll be looking at some warmer temperatures and maybe we can finally get out on the water more reliably, right? It's still glazing ponds over and stuff at night right now, but we're not too far away. And speaking of not too far away, here in about like another three, four weeks, something like that, we have our own tournaments that we're putting on. Uh, BeardedBoaterOutdoors.com. Go to our tournament page. You can uh, follow along with that. You can see results after they're posted. We do post them online. But we have a bass fishing tournament coming up March 16th. I see my camera battery's blinking at me. We're going to get this wrapped up pretty quick here. But March 16th, we got our first bass tournament. Really looking forward to that. You guys can go on to the tournament page and get signed up. You can follow along on our Facebook page. We post our stuff there as well. Use the links there. Get pre-registered so that gets you locked in. You, we take day registrations that day of, but if our slots are already filled, we're going to have to turn you away. Just do that online. You don't even have to pay anything online. Just get on the list and pay when you get here. That'll be perfect. So, excited for that, and you can also check out, we have other tournaments coming down the pipeline as well. We're doing six this year. We're going crazy, right? We did one last year, we're doing six. It'll be really exciting. We're going to have some more information on that here soon. So, make sure you stay tuned to the podcast, stay tuned to the YouTube channel, stay tuned to the Facebook page, just stay tuned. It's perfect. I think. Anyways, thanks for listening to my banter today, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Comment down below if you want. Follow along if you like. You're listening to Hook Well.